G'day folks, here we go again. Welcome to episode 18 of the podcast and we're going to get straight into this one because I'm going to touch on a subject that I'm actually quite surprised that I haven't touched on so far and that's diets. I'm going to touch on what it genuinely takes to have lasting transformation, to genuinely achieve a new life, a new outlook, you know, an amazing physique and everything that comes along with it. This podcast is going to be that. We're going to touch purely on that. Because we've all done diets. We've all done temporary solutions. You know, We've all kind of gone, right, I've gained body fat. I need to fix it. Therefore, I'm going to use a diet. It's like that analogy of my car is broken. I'm going to take it to a garage. They're going to fix it. Jobs are good. In. But a diet to fixing fat loss is a bit like an air compressor to a tire with a puncture in it or a nail in it if all you ever do when you have a flat tire is go oh i've got a flat tire i need to put some air in it and you drive to the garage and you pump it up with air and then jobs are good and you go about your day day or two later oh i've got a flat tire better put some air in it repeating that process over and over again is not fixing the fundamental issue as to why your tire keeps going down Wouldn't it be much better to not have to dedicate five minutes of your life every couple of days going to a garage and filling it up with air, paying a pound, you know, (laughs) unless you go to Sainsbury's, to uh, to put more air in your tire? Now, the fundamental issue is you've got a nail in it. If you were to fix that, if you were to repair the puncture, remove the nail, you wouldn't have to keep putting air in it. And thus, that's what true transformation is. It's actually fixing the issues as to the reasons why we gain the body fat in the first place. Fixing the issues, the fundamental reasons why you were in a calorie surplus for a prolonged period of time and thus you found yourself with excess stores of energy. Because that's all calories are, just a unit of energy. Your body has been supplied with too much energy and so it saved it for later. It stuck some of it on your ass, some of it on your stomach, on your hits, on your tits, you know? Let me go forwards with this thought process, this analogy, this story, because this is one that we can all resonate with. Imagine a relationship, a couple that have been together years. Imagine it's gone stale. Imagine they're just ships passing in the night. They just exist with each other. There's no effort made. There's no real affection The relationship is effectively dead. And one day, hubby knows this, wifey knows this. And so one day, hubby's driving home and he calls in the garage to put some air in his tire. And he goes, I'm going to grab a bunch of flowers. So he comes home, hands the bunch of flowers to his wife. Smile appears on her face and she's elated. He's making an effort, she thinks. And so she takes the flowers, puts them in water, and for the next few days, she looks at those flowers and goes, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the sign of things improving. Maybe this is, this is the turning point. Maybe we can finally find the people that began this journey together again. But then, as the flowers begin to die, she realizes nothing's changed as far as his outlook on her. Nothing's changed as far as his approach, his attitude, his actions, his behavior. He brought home a bunch of five pound flowers. 
from a garage he was going to anyway. Nothing about the relationship, nothing of the important parts of the relationship, none of them have changed. And the bunch of flowers in this situation is a diet. Briefly, it felt good. The results from it, if they were achieved, felt good. It felt like it worked. It felt like it was something that you could stick to. Something which this time around, I've done all this hard work. I'm not going to put this weight back on because I've worked too bloody hard to lose it. I've not eaten carbs in six months or I've not had a takeaway. I've not had any alcohol. I've not had chocolate. You know, I've been drinking these these shit shakes for months on end. Because I've had to endure all of that pain to achieve this body, I am not going to let it go. But you do. Because the fundamental issues in that relationship couldn't be fixed with just a bunch of flowers. The fundamental issues were how they treated each other. But most importantly, how they thought of one another. When it comes to fat gain, when it comes to an excess of body fat, which obviously then leads to low self-confidence, low self-worth, a myriad of health issues, both physical and psychological it's important to not break out the bandage when what you're dealing with is a bullet wound. It's important to recognize that if you don't fix the fundamental reasons that led to that fat gain in the first place, you're going to be doing that journey over and over again. And you're going to be buying a bunch of flowers every couple of months thinking that you're fixing the problem. When it comes to lasting physical change, lasting transformation... The difference between success and temporary success are embracing the lifelong habits needed to keep the result. You will keep the body fat off. You will achieve the result and you will sustain the result if you achieve it in the way that you're going to keep it off. This is why when people throw themselves into the gym every January, this is why when people throw themselves into exercise that they don't genuinely enjoy or don't do it in a sustainable way that they can genuinely keep doing it. This is why when people throw themselves into unsustainable nutritional approaches, you know, a lack of alcohol when they know they love a drink, a lack of chocolate when they know that they fucking love it, you know, a lack of takeaways when they know that they enjoy a good quality of life, they enjoy variety, Removing a complete fucking macronutrient from their life because just to achieve a result when they know that they fucking love pasta, potatoes, rice, bread. This is why none of these approaches actually last and the results from them don't last. Even when it's as easy as mixing up a milkshake, it doesn't last for two reasons. One, those approaches are very financially taxing. They are not financially stable or you know, sustainable, let's say. But also, we like to live. In the 21st century, we have a takeaway on every corner. We have fast food. We have a plethora of different food options. We never, ever have to stick to one thing. Can you imagine caveman times when they literally went, oh, wildebeest again tonight? Yep, go on then. We don't have that detriment. We have the ability to have a different meal at every mealtime for the rest of our lives. We're spoiled for choice. 
And it's exactly because of that reason that makes those approaches unsustainable. You gain the weight because of your relationship with food, because of your relationship with movement. But you're not going to fix it by forcing a relationship, by forcing yourself to buy a bunch of flowers. You fix the relationship with food and movement by finding a sustainable compromise. The same way that that relationship would be fixed by talking about things, reviewing about what they both want from it, sitting down and reviewing things, talking things through and putting a plan in place and compromising. Because if she gets all that she wants, that's probably not what he wants. And if he gets all that he wants, that's probably not what she wants. So it's about a balance between the two. It's about meeting in the middle. And that is what's true for the food and movement side of things. Yes, we know we're consuming far too many calories because we have a surplus of energy sitting on our ass. We've got a surplus of energy blocking the view to our genitalia. But we're not going to get rid of it for good unless we find a better balance with why it went on in the first place. We know it went on because of too many calories. That's a given. But we need to look at why we consume too many calories. How many takeaways were we having over the course of a month, for example? Can we establish a better relationship with ordering food in? Which, incidentally, will actually make things better from a financial perspective too. What about a structure? Were we uncontrolled with regards to our structure? Now, I'm not going to sit here and talk about my fitness pound tracking calories. I'm simply talking about the fundamental principle of being more mindful of how many calories we're consuming. When you begin to attribute calories and money in the same sentence... You liken the, the method of both being the same. You're given a budget every day as far as calories go or budget every week as far as calories go. You spend them however you want to spend them, but when they're gone, they're gone. With money, you go into debt. With your body, you go into a calorie surplus and you gain body fat, which is a, a debt on your health, physical and mental. And the funny thing is with movement is that people are too busy biased on social media and in magazines to think, right, I must join a gym. That's, you know, you lose weight, you join a gym, don't you? It's just what you do. And so they join it and they fucking hate it. And that's either because they have been thrown into it in a way which doesn't serve them. Maybe too much too soon. Maybe they feel overwhelmed. Maybe they're doing things that just aren't appropriate for them to do. Running is the best example of this. Even if you exclude the gym side of things. Right, I want to lose weight. I need to get up and I need to go for a jog. Me, personally, as a personal trainer of over a decade, I fucking hate running. And so, if I'm going to adopt any approach going forwards with regards to my own calorie deficit, I'm certainly not going to put running in the mix. Because I don't enjoy it. Best analogy I can give you for this. Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, all of these American serials. Hell, even if you're a soap watcher, why is it you keep watching? Aside from something called the sunk cost fallacy, which is something for another day, particularly with The Walking Dead, literally experiencing this, the proper definition of the sunk cost fallacy when it comes to The Walking Dead, because it's fucking shit these days. It's because we enjoy the program. We're excited for it. We're motivated to want to watch another episode, to binge them in cases. Our relationship with movement needs to be the same. It needs to be something that we enjoy. We enjoy, you know, these serials and therefore we keep watching them. 
we need to make sure that how we move is something which is enjoyable and thus will make it sustainable. And it's got to be appropriate for your life. You know, if you've got no time in your day and you're trying to squeeze in four hours of Netflix, that's not sustainable. Same thing with regards to your life. If you've got a very busy life and you're trying to squeeze in four hours of training per week, it's going to be tricky. So enjoyment, top of the list. You've got to enjoy it. Whether that's walking, whether that's lifting weights, whether that's exercise classes. Hell, this is one of the reasons that my Moises Freestyle classes are based first and foremost around enjoyment. Because if you enjoy it, then you'll keep doing it. And not only is that good for me from a business perspective, but it's fucking brilliant for the people that come along. Because it means that they establish a routine and a habit of exercise. It means that exercise isn't just about feeling worn out and tired and overexertion. It means that exercise is linked with socializing, with community, with having fun, with doing something they enjoy. A lot of us have one of the best fucking exercise tools ever wandering around our feet most days. Those of you with dogs, you have a little cardiovascular machine that you could easily, if you enjoy walking a dog, if you enjoy getting out in the fresh air, which if you have a dog and you didn't enjoy that, then why the fuck have you got a dog? Then you find yourself in a position where you get to enjoy exercise. Because here's the common misconception and the thing that I spend my entire career fighting. You don't have to do any specific form of exercise. You can move your body in whatever fucking way you want to. If you want to shag or wank yourself thin, if you want to walk yourself thin, if you want to jog yourself thin, if you want to lift weights, if you want to do CrossFit, if you want to ride, if you want to do fucking triathlons, or if you just want to go about your day because you've got a very active job. Or, let's not beat around the bush here. If you barely want to move at all and you're quite happy to take a big fucking hit on the old calories. And make life a little bit harder. And you don't have to do any exercise whatsoever. Movement is not a fundamental part of fat loss. To give you case in point, imagine someone in a coma. More often than not, when you see someone in a coma, they've lost a shitload of weight. Why is that? It's because their body is keeping them alive. We have something called our BMR, our basal metabolic rate. And what that basically means is how many calories your body uses just keeping you alive before it even moves a single muscle. So coma patients need to be fed a certain amount of calories via drip, etc. each day, because otherwise, if they're not, then their bodies will waste away. And we've seen, obviously, tragic examples of bodies wasting away over in the third world. So going forwards into your transformation, if you truly want to see true, lasting transformation, then enjoyment and thus sustainability have to be at the center of your exercise choice, selection, whatever, and also at the center of your nutritional approach. If you don't enjoy removing carbs from your diet, then it's probably not a good idea for you to do that. If you enjoy chocolate, takeaways, alcohol, then it's probably a good idea that you keep it in your diet because at some point it's going to come back again. 
The fundamental reason you gain weight is obvious. Like I said previously, you consumed too many calories. You were in a calorie surplus for a prolonged period of time. Excess body fat was stored. Excess energy was stored. And so the clue, the secret to you achieving that transformation lies in how you put the weight on. Look at the habits, look at the routines, and instead of completely overhauling things and adopting an approach that an Instagram celebrity told you to, instead of doing that, just focus on why the weight went on and change that equation. Because yeah, you're going to have to be in a calorie deficit to reduce your body fat. But if you establish a brilliant relationship with movement in a way which is sustainable for you, adjusting for life, seasons, etc., and, of course, you establish better relationship with food, making sure that there is room in your diet for the things that you enjoy, but at the same time, promoting a calorie deficit by becoming more mindful of what you're consuming, making lower calorie sw uh, swaps, etc. Then you don't actually need to go anywhere near MyFitnessPal or anywhere near a Fitbit. Fundamental principle of fat loss does not require the analytics that come with tracking calories or come with tracking steps these are simply tools which are used like fuel gauges in your car you could drive a car for majority of your life with no fuel gauge you would gradually begin to get an idea of how much fuel is in it do these tools help yes of course they do that's why i use them with my clients or at least the majority of my clients so, as we've touched on in previous podcasts, the answer to the future, or the solutions for the future, lie in the past. If you're listening to this podcast and you are midway through your transformation, if you are about to begin a transformation, not quite sure, whatever, I implore you to take this approach. Because buying that bunch of flowers each and every day, even if it is every day, ain't going to do it. You're not going to fix that relationship. You're not going to make things better until you begin to compromise. And the compromise for yourself when it comes to transformation is compromise with the person that you are, the way you enjoy your life, and the science that needs to be applied, a calorie deficit. You compromise between those things, you get the balance right, and fat loss happens. And the thing is, when it comes to tracking calories when it comes to tracking steps if that is the method you're choosing to use or you're choosing to use or utilize that data make sure it's accurate because as time goes on urgency mindset etc undulates like i said is one of the reasons that we gain the weight in the first place and it's very easy to lose sight of why we do certain things Hell, just this week, I've done my check-ins for a multitude of my clients and found that so many of them were not logging accurately because it's very easy to get locked into logging like Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome, in case you're not aware, is when someone is held captive and they form a connection, they form a, a need, if you will, with their captor. And with my fitness power, when people use it, particularly when people use it for a long period of time, they get complacent. And they forget as to why they're actually using the app in the first place. 
why they're using their Fitbit in the first place, for example. It's vital you always remember the bare bones of it, you know, because it's easy to go, oh, I'm just tracking my calories, but then it's very easy for stuff to get missed. Like, oh, I've just, I've, I've picked on a few bits today, but I'm not going to worry about logging them because it's only a little something. Or, oh, no, I didn't log that yesterday, but it's all good. It's only a little something. If you remember the true reasons to why you use my fitness powers, to why you track your calories, why you're aware of your caloric intake, then the little picky snacks will matter just as much as the big meals. Because the reason you're using it is to guarantee that you are in a calorie deficit. It's the equivalent of having a broken fuel gauge in your car, thinking that you've got a whole tank of fuel when in actual fact, you've only got a quarter of a tank. At some point, you're going to get caught out. You're going to find yourself at the side of the road because you bullshitted yourself into thinking that you had a full tank of fuel. And you bullshitted yourself with my fitness pal because you forgot the reason you tracked. You focused on just ticking the box of tracking and you lost sight of the fact that you're doing it to adhere to a fundamental scientific principle. So to bring this podcast to a close, as I said, the difference between success and temporary success are embracing the lifelong habits needed to keep your results. If you go about your programming, if you go about your setup with the mindset of I am doing this forever, this is how I want my life to be. This is the balance I must implement or I will find myself back here doing this journey again then you'll be fine. And the funny thing is some people can hear that sentence and go, oh my God, I don't want to be in a calorie deficit for the rest of my life. And it's like, no, a calorie deficit will always be temporary. It's the fundamental principle of a deficit. It's designed to be temporary so that you lose body fat. And then eventually you're able to live life at maintenance calories, which is much more sustainable. And it's where most people that don't need to go on diets autonomously live. We've all got that one friend or few friends, that can eat whatever they want and they never gain any weight. They are not a genetic anomaly. They have not got a super fast metabolism. They are able to consistently maintain an acceptable and healthy level of body fat because their equation of the calories they're consuming and, of course, the calories that they are burning is balanced. Chances are they're a very active person which is why they can neck a pizza and have a load of pints and it never seems to touch them. Being tall, being a man, and having a decent amount of muscle on them also helps. So folks, like I said, when it comes to your transformation, regardless of whether you've not yet started, halfway through, near the end, or even at the end, it's important you remember this. Enjoyment and sustainability. Implement an approach which resolves your relationship with food, resolves your relationship with exercise. Do things not as a bandage for a bullet wound, not as a bunch of flowers from a petrol station home for that, bringing home to your, your other half in that bad relationship because you're kidding yourself that you're making an effort. Enough of the dieting, enough of the temporary Sit down and look at the fundamental flaws in the relationship you've got with your consumption of calories, your relationship with food, your habits, and of course the same for your movement. 
and begin to compromise. Compromise between what you want to enjoy in life, maintaining that balance of flexibility and enjoyment, but of course the science of creating a calorie deficit, giving your body less energy than it needs, so it must turn to its energy reserves for the excess. And would you believe it, we just had a scientific podcast. <laughs> oh my God, that's rare, isn't it? <laughs> Folks, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, enjoyed recording that one. Something which a lot of people need to hear. Hell, something that sometimes my clients need to be reminded of. And so, as a coach, I'm always looking at finding different ways of getting inside people's heads in a good way. And that's obviously what these podcasts are about. So, if you enjoyed this one, a little bit later this week. Do apologize for, for launching it late. Um, many reasons as for that one. Uh, but all I will say to you guys is two things this week. Remember to accept the things you cannot change. Have the courage to change what you can and the wisdom to know the difference. And remember when it comes to going through life, when it comes to navigating the ups and downs and managing life and all of the stresses that come with it, you cannot serve from an empty vessel. Make sure you fill your vessel up first and you will be in the best possible position to serve others. Folks, I'll see you on the next episode. Make sure you let me know what you thought of this one, yeah? Toodles. <laughs>